Hey, good evening, good morning, whatever it is where you are, when you're listening, thank you for being here. This is Just Human, episode 249, and this is going to be the Her Report, part five. We are in chapter seven of the Her Report, and um, still looking at, this, this next chapter is tracing the documents related to Afghanistan, so it's still her going through um, the evidence that proves that Biden had these documents. He was aware he had these documents. He moved these documents around. He accessed these documents over the years. We have more photos of where they were stored. And um, I don't know what else is in this chapter. I looked ahead just a little bit, but um, saving it for, uh, you know, right now, we're going we're gonna to read it together. So thank you guys for uh, watching these, this series of episodes that we're doing here. Um, I'm enjoying going through this report. It's good for me. Um, it's helping me to learn what's in it, to read it aloud with you guys and to give commentary on it. And uh, I'm getting a lot of positive feedback on it. So I really appreciate that. Let's see. Super pro move. There we go. All right. So, yeah, it's going to be chapter seven today. If you guys um, are liking this, please hit the thumbs up over on Rumble. If you're so inclined, you can get um, you can give me support. Over with my support links over here, ko-fi.com, Benson Honey Farms, Bootleg, Manly Cans, Merch, and Venmo. They're all right here in the link tree and in the description of this video. Um, and if you guys aren't following me on socials, those links are also here. And if you're interested in getting this program as a podcast, I do that through Substack. It's free. Everything on my Substack is free. And you can listen to it on Substack, or you can um, point it to your favorite podcast player, such as Apple, Spotify, Podbean, whatever. Okay, let me make sure this is displaying. Yeah, this all looks good. I think we're good. Looks good. Okay, let's go. Chapter 7, Tracing the Afghanistan Documents. We were unable to determine how the marked classified Afghanistan documents got from the White House, where Mr. Biden possessed them as vice president in 2009, to his Delaware home, where they were found in 2022. Well, that's concerning. We were unable to determine how they got there. Mr. Biden had at least some of the Afghanistan documents with him in Nantucket during the Thanksgiving 2009, during Thanksgiving 2009, when, as described in Chapter 6, he used some or all of those documents as reference material and writing his handwritten memo to President Obama. From Nantucket, we have been unable to determine whether the documents next went to Mr. Biden's office in the White House, or to his official residence at the Naval Observatory, or to his personal home in Delaware. In an attempt to trace the path of the Afghanistan documents and other marked classified documents found in the Delaware home, we reviewed extensive evidence of the movement of Mr. Biden's belongings from the end of the Obama administration. We interviewed numerous people who were in Mr. Biden's Delaware and Virginia homes at relevant times and reviewed photographs and videos of the spaces as well as records from moving companies, furniture companies, and other sources. Ultimately, we could not determine precisely when the box containing the Afghanistan documents got into the garage or who put the documents there. Wow. As explained in Chapter 11, the strongest case for criminal charges against Mr. Biden relating to the Afghanistan documents would rest on his retention of the documents at the Virginia home in 2017. The February 16, 2017 recorded conversation when Mr. Biden told Zwanitzer he had just found all the classified stuff downstairs in the Virginia home is evidence that the Afghanistan documents were there. 
Other evidence provides some additional clues suggesting that these documents may have been stored in the Virginia home and then moved to the Delaware home, where they were ultimately placed in the box in the garage. As discussed further in Chapter 11, we find this evidence to be insufficient to meet the government's burden in a criminal prosecution. Okay, that's... I mean, I think if we're being fair, that's understandable. Um, Biden's defense could be that he didn't put them there, and he wasn't aware they were there, and that the government can't prove he knew they were there, and the government can't prove either even when they got there or how they got there. That would be his defense. So that's understandable. You can see where there would be a flaw in the pro- or a difficulty there in the prosecution. All right, one. Mr. Bynes moves from the Naval Observatory to Virginia and then Delaware. As explained below, when Mr. Bynes left the vice presidency in January 2017, he moved into a rental home in Virginia. From 2017 to 2019, Mr. Bynes split time between the Virginia home and his permanent home in Delaware, which he owned before, during, and after the vice presidency, and still owns today. In July 2019, some of Mr. Bynes' belongings in the Virginia home were moved to his home in Delaware. Part A, 2017 move out of the Naval Observatory. On January 7, 2017, the Bynes moved furniture and personal belongings out of the Naval Observatory and into the Virginia home using a private moving company. The Bynes paid for the move themselves and packed their own belongings with the help of staff members and Naval enlisted aides. Mr. Bynes was personally involved in the move. He selected which pieces of government-owned furniture from the Naval Observatory he bought and moved to Virginia directed some of the packing, and was personally present for the entirety of the move. One military aide recalled seeing him packing by himself and just moving, just him moving his stuff one at a time into the truck at the Naval Observatory. On moving day, and Secret Service agents saw Mr. Biden moving boxes at the Virginia house during the weekend of his move into that house. Hey, Biden doing actual work? Wow. Mr. Bynes stored papers in several places at the Naval Observatory, including desks, safes, and briefcases. As explained above in Chapter 3, Mr. Bynes stored classified materials at the Naval Observatory while Vice President. Let's take a look at these footnotes, got invoices from moving companies, memo from the residence manager to Vice President Biden. Um... Nothing's really sticking out to me about it. We were unable to determine whether any classified documents were inadvertently moved, inadvertently moved to the Virginia home when Mr. Biden moved out of the Naval Observatory. During his vice presidency, Mr. Biden used a desk with green leather inserts in the turret of the Naval Observatory primary bedroom. Private movers moved the green top desk to the large basement room in Virginia home in the Virginia home that Mr. Biden used as an office. No staffers recalled moving, removing, or packing material from the desk before movers removed it from the Naval Observatory. Mr. Biden and his staff kept classified documents in safes at the Naval Observatory, but staff cleared out their contents after the January 7, 2017 move. Mr. Biden was also known to keep documents in his briefcases, which he carried with him when traveling. Mr. Biden's staff did not go into his desk at the Naval Observatory, and it appears staff retrieved documents from his briefcase only rarely, if ever. So we were unable to determine if those locations contained any documents at the end of his administration. 
We were also unable to determine whether any of Mr. Vine's papers, classified or not, were in the boxes moved out of the Naval Observatory into Virginia. No one involved recalled no one involved recalled packing or moving papers or files belonging to Mr. Biden. Mr. Biden also stated that he did not, quote, ever remember packing up written material to go anywhere. He explained that, quote, it doesn't ha- it doesn't mean it didn't happen, but I just don't remember any of that. During the investigation, we obtained photographs of the Virginia home from several sources in an attempt to identify photographs showing the classified Afghanistan documents or the box in which they were found. We found none. We did identify photographs taken in January 2017 while Mr. Biden was moving into the Virginia home from the Naval Observatory, but the photographs showed only the exterior of the moving boxes, not their contents, and we were not able to identify the box in which the Afghanistan documents were found in any of the photos. B. Security at the Virginia home. The Virginia home was not authorized to store classified information in February 2017 when Mr. Biden told Zwanitzer he had just found all the classified stuff downstairs. The Virginia home was not set up for secure handling or storage of classified documents. No one we interviewed recalled any safes or other approved facilities for the storage of classified material in the home. The Virginia home had an alarm system. It was also generally locked, although a staff member entered the house through an unlocked door to facilitate the move to move out in July 2019. Although the White House Situation Room delivered a classified book to Mr. Biden at the Virginia home on one occasion near the end of the Obama administration in early January 2017, his National Security Affairs staff later determined that he should not receive classified material there. Oh, that's, uh, that's not good. Email correspondence among his staff, military aide, and briefer reflect that Mr. Biden learned of this change in the process. Um, change in process as he requested the president's daily brief for the drive into the White House when he started spending the night at the Virginia home, as opposed to his staff alternative plan of delivering it to the West Wing for him early in the in West Wing for him to review after he arrived there. After the vice presidency, the Virginia home had an intermittent Secret Service presence for six months ending in July 2017. During those six months, agents were only present only when a protected person was there, such as Mr. Biden or Dr. Jill Biden. Okay, so the place wasn't guarded 24-7. It was only when they were there. We have a big footnote here. Between January 7th, 2017, when he moved into the Virginia home, and January 18th, 2017, when he began spending the night there, Mr. Biden traveled extensively and continued to stay overnight at the Naval Observatory on the few occasions he was in D.C. Got more emails. One eight seventeen email between military aide and OVP staff indicating that briefing books for January 9th, 2017 will be delivered to the vice president in the morning in Los Angeles. Okay. And where I stopped. Okay. During those six months, agents were present only when protected person was there, such as Mr. Biden or Dr. Jill Biden. And agents generally had a staffer or a protected person give them access to the home. Mr. Biden split his time between the Virginia home, the Delaware home, and his recently purchased home in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Dr. Biden stayed overnight at the Virginia home when she was teaching. 
The Virginia home was frequently or was frequented by family members, staff, and guests, not all of whom had security clearances. A Secret Service agent lived intermittently in a basement bedroom from about the summer of 2017 until the summer of 2018, but he was not working on Mr. Biden's security detail at the time. That is interesting. So a Secret Service agent lived at the house intermittently for a year, but he wasn't actually on Biden's security detail. So how's that work? But notice 663. Secret Service Special Agent 1 interviewed August 24th, 2023. Who is this guy and why was he, like, was he privately hired or something? A former naval enlisted aide stayed there from about January 2019 until January until July 2019. Family members and guests also visited occasionally. Part C. In January 2017, after the end of his vice presidency, Mr. Biden found classified documents at his Virginia home and returned them. Soon after leaving the vice presidency, Mr. Biden apparently recognized that the Virginia home was not a secure location for the storage of classified material. When interviewed, Mr. Biden's personal aide recalled that during the first week after the end of the administration, several weeks before Mr. Biden told Zwanitzer he, quote, just found all the classified stuff downstairs, Mr. Biden discovered classified material at the Virginia home and directed the aide to return it to the White House. According to the aide, he was standing outside the Virginia home when Mr. Biden approached him and handed him a slim binder with a classified cover sheet. Mr. Biden said something like, quote, I just found this. Can you make sure it gets back to the White House? The aide surmised that the binder contained materials relating to foreign leader calls. Because Mr. Biden participated in many such calls in the last days of the administration. That's typical. They call around to all their foreign pals and thank them and all that kind of stuff. Um, Okay. The aide believed he notified the director of programs for the Office of the Vice President's National Security Affairs team, who had stayed on into the next administration. The aide believed he then gave the classified binder to a Secret Service agent at the Virginia home, who brought it to the Naval Observatory, where a military aide delivered it to the vice president, to Vice President Pence's national security staff at the White House. We reviewed available phone records and interviewed several people serving at the time in the White House, the Secret Service, and the Naval Observatory, and none of them recalled this event. Mr. Biden did not remember it either, although he stated in written responses to questions submitted by the special counsel, quote, If I had seen any marked classified documents in my home or office between the time I was serving as vice president and president, I would have immediately returned them to the U.S. government. During his interview, he also stated that he found classified documents, that if he found classified documents, quote, I would have gotten rid of them. I would have gotten them back to their source. I had no purpose for them, and I think it would be inappropriate for me to keep clearly classified documents. That contradicts a lot of things that we've read earlier huh but of course that's what he's going to say to the special counsel he has to defend himself um okay part d move out of virginia home to delaware in 2019 on july 18th 2019 private movers packed and moved the biden's belongings from the virginia home to the delaware home under a staffer's supervision mr biden was not present for the packing or move as he was traveling for his presidential campaign Traveling, he stayed in the basement the whole time. (laughs) 
He campaigned from the basement. Uh, we got some footnotes here that are interviews with director of program, Secret Service supervisor, military aides, several military aides. Uh, and then there's written. I'm sure that um, House Oversight or Judiciary, they're going to want this uh, these answers to written questions. Uh, the special counsel sent like a questionnaire kind of thing and Biden gave written responses and then he was also interviewed. I'm sure that oversight's going to want both or rather the impeachment inquiry is going to want both of these. Um, see moving company invoice city service news. Oh, it shows that he was, Oh, daggummit. I did it again. I accidentally opened the link. In the footnote, during the move, Biden was here at the Crenshaw District Soul Food Restaurant. Got a photograph of him there, July 19th in Southern California. Okay. Now I got to wait for the report to load. Okay, guys. Sorry about that. I should have learned. Should have learned by now not to mess around highlighting those footnotes because I'll accidentally open the link. Now we got to find our spot. All right, well, I'll take this moment to uh, address something else. So I saw um, this going around. I saw where um, Grassley, I think this is the doc, the right document from Grassley. Um, yeah, this is. So Grassley and Johnson have... Uh, there's a number of letters, but they sent this note saying that, hey, there's a factual omission in special counsel Hur's report. Um, we're aware that they say that on July 30th, 2021, we wrote to then White House counsel Dana Remus and later sent letters to the National Archives and Record Administration with respect to then Vice President Biden's apparent use of pseudonyms and personal email addresses for official government business and, and, um, and his compliance with federal record keeping standards including the handling of classified documents. According to the Her report, in May 2022 and in subsequent months, Ms. Remus undertook an effort to gather materials to prepare for potential congressional inquiries. I remember reading that with you guys. Over the course of our multi-year oversight work, we obtained information from NARA relating to its involvement, knowledge, and role with respect... I knock at the door. Hold on. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, so back to this. It was not wifey. Um, she's the only pretty girl I let into the hotel room. So uh, I had to refuse this one. Okay. So back here to this. So um, respect to classified documents, multiple locations. As part of our inquiry, again, this is Grassley's letter. As part of our inquiry, we publicly revealed last year that NARA had retrieved nine boxes of Biden records from the Boston office of Patrick Moore, one of, Ms. one of Biden's personal counsels. NARA explained DOJ requested that NARA pick up nine boxes that were at Mr. Moore's office. 
NARA did so on November 9th, 2022. So that's the day after the midterm elections and secured them in the in NARA's John F. Kennedy Presidential Library in Boston, which was our nearest facility. Okay, so not going to read this whole letter right now, but Grassley says that special counsel's heard special counsel her's report did not mention NARA's retrieval of the nine boxes from Mr. Moore's office. Um, I think Grassley could be right, but I also think he could be wrong because in the special counsel's report, towards the beginning of it, I think it was. And I found this last... I was looking last night and I found it and I may be, I think I, I think I did a search of more and I found up here towards the beginning where this may have happened. November 2nd, 2022. Okay. So remember that Grassley's letter is referencing a transfer that occurred November 9th, right? According to the council, according to special counsel Her's report, on November second, seven days before that, a week before, Patrick Moore, one of Mr. Biden's personal counsel, reviewed boxes of material belonging to Mr. Biden, which were stored at the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement in Washington D.C., an office space formerly used by Mr. Biden. Moore found documents with classification markings dating to Mr. Biden's presidency. Moore notified Robert Bauer another personal counsel to Mr. Biden, who then notified the White House counsel. That evening, the White House counsel's office informed the general counsel for National Archives and Records Administration. The next morning, on November 3rd, the National Archives sent two archivists to retrieve the documents and the three boxes in which they were found. Upon reviewing the documents in a skiff, the National Archives found nine documents totaling 44 pages, with classification markings. The documents were classified at the top secret level and sensitive compartment and information. The marked classified documents were located in two of the three boxes. All three boxes contained records dating to Biden's time as VP. The day after the National Archives retrieved the classified documents, which would be November 4th, the archives notified National Security Division of DOJ and the DNI of the discovery. Days later, on November 9th, the FBI opened an initial assessment to begin investigating the matter. So I think, like, Robert Hur doesn't mention nine boxes being taken, but he's still referencing the same thing that Grassley is pointing to here. And I'm not saying that Grassley is necessarily wrong, but I think they're talking about the same thing, but they're, um, they're just describing it differently. So, Grassley says, as part of our inquiry, we talked to NARA, um, and we publicly revealed that last year, NARA retrieved nine boxes of Biden records from the Boston office of Patrick Moore, one of Biden's personal counsels. DOJ requested that NARA pick them up. They went to Boston. And then Moore support NARA's claim that it picked up boxes from Moore's office on November 9th. At that time, NARA appeared to have con be concerned about sensitive nature of the records leading NARA's general counsel to warn Mr. Moore, quote, ensure that the boxes in your office in Boston remain secured in a locked space and are not accessed by anyone. We go here. Wait a minute, what was this part right here? If the, okay. Um, 
This apparent omission is significant given that significant given that according to NARA, the Department of Justice requested that NARA recover the boxes. In fact, in March 2023, NARA informed our office, W. Grassley's office, that, quote, while NARA has not yet reviewed the contents of the nine boxes, the FBI has. If the FBI did review the contents of the boxes, it is unclear what was found to include any classified information and whether the FBI informed Special Counsel Herr's office of its findings. It's unclear if Special Counsel Herr had any awareness of our review um, of or reviewed the information contained in these nine boxes. And it would be very troubling if Special Counsel Her failed to investigate the contents of these nine boxes. So that's what they're worried about. Totally understandable. But I can also see where some confusion could be happening because it says on the, here in the report that on November 9th, that same day, the FBI opened an initial assessment to begin investigating the matter. Let me see if it mentions anything else. This has a similar communication here. It says, um, chief, the chief informed Bauer that the, the prospect that national, that classified material may have been stored in an unsecured location over a prolonged period may have national security implications. He also told Bauer that pending further action by DOJ, the Penn Biden Center and Mr. Biden's post vice presidential office should be secure should secure rooms and locations that contain any additional potential government records and materials, preserve the status quo as to the location, preserve all video footage, provide a list of all locations. Remember all that? That sounds very similar. What Grassley describes right here, he says, ensure that the boxes in your office in Boston remain secure in a locked space and are not accessed by anyone. See that? They're talk I, I think they're talking about the same thing. And here's my fun theory about it. My fun theory about it is that that November 9th thing where the FBI opened an initial assessment to begin investigating the matter, I think it did not get transferred to special counsel her. I think it gets transferred to special counsel Weiss. That's what I think. I don't think we're I don't think we're playing hide the ball necessarily, but I guess you could describe it as that. But I think you're hiding the ball between special counsels. Uh, so I that's what I think is going on here. I think special counsel Hurd didn't write about it because he didn't get those boxes because they went to special counsel Weiss. Okay, now that this thing over here is loaded, let's see if we can find what page we are on. I wish I had been paying attention. We were past that. Let's see, is it page one seventy? Okay, we weren't quite there yet. So, we haven't gone through these pictures. There it is. There's where we are. We were on page one fifty nine. All right. Sorry for the detour there, but interruptions happen. Yep, this is it. Our investigation focused on a wooden two-drawer file cabinet that moved from the Virginia home to the Delaware home because marked classified documents were later found inside the file cabinet in the Delaware home and because of the possibility 
that the classified Afghanistan documents later found in the Delaware garage were at one time stored in the file cabinet. In the Virginia home, the file cabinet held files and was located near Mr. Biden's green top desk in his basement office. In July 2019, the file cabinet moved from the Virginia home to the Delaware home. Mr. Biden said in his interview he believed he bought the cabinet for the Virginia home but was unsure. We were otherwise unable to determine where the cabinet originated, although photographs and records suggest it did not come from the Naval Observatory and it likely came from the Delaware home or was bought for the Virginia home. Regardless, Mr. Biden told us the file cabinet contained his own files and no one else's, and his personal aide recalled filing papers for Mr. Biden in both that cabinet and his green top desk when those items of furniture were in the Virginia home. The staffer present for the move out of the Virginia home recalled that the furniture, such as the cabinet, was plastic-wrapped and moved with contents inside, rather than being emptied before moving. No one we interviewed recalled emptying the cabinet and packing its contents for the move to Delaware. In January 2023, FBI agents recovered two marked classified documents from a notebook found in the same file cabinet in the basement den of Mr. Biden's Delaware home. Both documents were dated from 2013, and one related to American troop levels in Afghanistan, while the other related to Iraq. Dresser here, or is that supposed to be a file cabinet? It looks like it has hanging folders in it, so I don't know if that's the ca file ca Okay, it looks like a dresser, but it's actually a file cabinet. And then there's another file cabinet over here. Part two, evidence that Mr. Biden possessed the classified Afghanistan documents in the Virginia home. Some evidence suggests that the Afghanistan documents were stored in the basement of the Virginia home from 2017 to 2019, moved in July 2019 to the Delaware home, and at some point, either before or after the move, transferred to the garage box, where they were finally found in the Delaware garage in December 2022. But we cannot rule out other explanations, including the possibility that the classified documents were left somewhere in Mr. Biden's Delaware home while he was vice president and forgotten there. Until someone put them in the garage box after the 2019 move from the Virginia home to the Delaware home without realizing the documents contained classified information. The dates, part A, the dates of the documents in the garage box suggest they were in the Virginia home. There are clues in the files themselves that suggest the contents of the garage box were moved from Virginia to Delaware. The garage box containing the Afghanistan documents also contained other documents with dates that correspond to dates where, when Mr. Biden's schedule shows him present at the Virginia home, in and around February 2017 and afterward. The co coinciding dates suggest that those documents were at the Virginia home with him during that period. Part B. The garage box containing marked classified Afghanistan documents came from the move out of the Virginia home. Based on photographs we obtained, it is likely the garage box that was later found to contain the Afghanistan documents came to the Delaware home during the July 2019 move from Virginia to Delaware. After a, about a month after the move from Virginia to Delaware, in late August 2019, a photo shows what appears to be the same box at the as the garage box containing the Afghanistan document. Inside the Delaware home in Mr. Biden's main floor office, immediately next to his desk. 
The box is not seen in photographs of that space next to his desk from June 2019, one month after the move. Two months after the August 2019 photo of the box in October 2019, another photo shows what appears to be the same box in the same place in Mr. Bynes' office. Based on its size and markings, the box next to Mr. Bynes' desk in the August and October 2019 photos appears to be of the same type as the boxes that moved from the Virginia home to the Delaware home in late July 2019. There's Biden working at his desk with his photos faced away from him. The boxes shown above and the timing of the move suggest that the box next to Mr. Biden's desk in Delaware came from the Virginia home. Upon close inspection of the photographs and the garage box itself recovered by the FBI, we conclude that the box shown above next to Mr. Biden's Delaware office desk in 2019 is the same as the garage box containing the Afghanistan documents found in Mr. Biden's Delaware garage in 2022. So they're thinking it's this box right here. Okay. The words cabinet and desk file are handwritten on the top flaps of the recovered garage box. A portion of the desk file handwriting can be seen on the box in the above photos from 2019 in Mr. Bynes' Delaware office. It's magnified below. So here we go. Okay, I see that. Yep, looks like the same letter D right there. This right here. You can see the short flaps of the box were ripped off. I'm guessing he got taped up and they were trying to get in, so they took a, a knife and just cut the top flaps off and then cut down the middle of it to open it up. This is a box that was got... It's not like this box was got was like opened once or twice and stuff taken in and out. This box was opened over and over again. That's why it's so damaged. Like, this was referenced a lot, what was in here. Probably for his book writing and things like that would be my guess. It might also be that there was something else in there that they they got into it really quickly, and that's when they ripped those pieces off to get into there um, to remove something they didn't want the FBI to found when they learned they were being raided, but that, that might be speculating a bit too much, but because if that's the case, why didn't they just take the box? You know, I think it's more indicative that this box was gotten into over and over and over again. One possibility is that the classified Afghanistan documents were stored in the Virginia home, then placed in the box and moved to, to the Delaware home, where the box with the Afghanistan documents inside sat in Mr. Bynes' office for several months between August and October 2019. But we cannot rule out other possibilities. The August and October 2019 photographs of Mr. Bynes' Delaware office desk do not show the box's contents. When the garage box was recovered by the FBI in December 2022, it contained material dated between December 2019, and September 2020, after Mr. Bynes had moved out of the Virginia home and when he was living in the Delaware home. This means that at least some of the box's contents were added after the box was stored in Mr. Bynes' Delaware home office in 2019. It is also possible that sometime after the box was photographed in Mr. Bynes' Delaware office in October 2019, someone put the classified Afghanistan documents into this box from elsewhere in the Delaware home, reusing the box for this purpose. 
One witness specifically recalled Mr. Biden reusing old boxes even when they were damaged. Oh, that is, says NEA1 transcript. What does NEA stand for? Guessing the A is a aid. I'm not sure. NEA1 recalled that Biden would use boxes even when they were damaged. In any case, the box containing the Afghanistan documents was eventually moved out of Mr. Biden's Delaware home office to the Delaware garage, where it was found in 2022. We interviewed dozens of witnesses about the box and its contents, including Mr. Biden. All denied knowing that the classified Afghanistan documents were in the box, and all denied knowing when or how the box and its contents arrived in the garage or who put them there. In the intervening years, boxes, furniture, the Corvette, and miscellaneous items were repeatedly moved in and out and around the garage. While staffers and even Mr. Biden recalled being in the garage and seeing boxes at various points, no one recognized the box containing marked classified documents or recalled moving boxes within the Delaware home to the garage. It's kind of hard to believe. I mean, it's possible, but it's kind of hard to believe that no one remembers this box that was right there next to the door going in and out of the house, and it's all damaged, and it looks different from the other boxes because it's all damaged, and obviously somebody's been going in and out of it, and it's, yeah. Part C, investigation of the file cabinet that was moved from Virginia to Delaware was inconclusive. We also examined connections between the contents of the garage box and the file cabinet that moved from Virginia to Delaware to investigate the possibility the Afghanistan files were at one time stored in the file cabinet. No witnesses recalled removing files from the cabinet. Ultimately, the investigation was conclusive. Inconclusive. I wonder if, you know, okay, right here, no witnesses recalled removing files from the cabinet. I wonder if that's because Biden did it himself. Because remember, we've learned from this from other witness testimony and from photos and videos um, in this report, that Biden kept his notebooks and his note cards to himself. He was very possessive of them. He believed they preserved his legacy. And he didn't have, and he knew there was classified information in them. And he was trying to keep them to himself. So it's possible that Biden, and we also know that from here, from the report that Biden engaged in the packing and moving process at times. So it's possible that no, no witnesses recalled removing files from the cabinet because they didn't remove anything from the cabinet. Biden did. Because what was in there was this classified stuff. And Biden was handling it himself because he wanted to make sure he kept it because he thinks it's part of his legacy and he's, he has the rights to it. It's his personal records. Independent of the February 2017's Juanitsa recording, the dates of the files in the garage box and the way the box was labeled suggest that some or all of the files in the garage box, including the classified Afghanistan documents, may have been moved from the Virginia home to the Delaware home in 2019 before they were found in a box in the Delaware garage in 2022. But there are alternative explanations for how the Afghanistan documents got into the garage box that are also consistent with the evidence described above. As discussed in Chapter 11, 
we find the evidence as a whole insufficient to meet the government's burden of proving that Mr. Biden willfully retained the Afghanistan documents in the Virginia home in 2017. I can, I can understand that. I really can. Even though, like, I think we all have our suspicions and um, there are things we want to be true, we want to be proven, but it has to be proven in a criminal case, it has to be proven beyond a shadow of a doubt. Um, beyond reasonable doubt, you know, it's, and here you could, a defense attorney could pretty easily poke holes in this and give a bunch of alternative explanations for how these things happened. And there's no direct evidence of who packed what and when they packed it and when it was moved and how it was moved. Um, so the likelihood you could get a conviction on it is pretty low because of that. All right, I got a couple messages I need to check real quick um, before I decide we're going to keep going. Coordinating with the wifey. Mrs. Human, the boss. I think we can keep going, though. Um, we're on page of oh, the PDF. We're on page 174 of 388. Uh, so we're trekking along pretty good here. Um, kind of want to knock out chapter eight. Keep going. I hope that um, you guys are finding this as interesting as I am. I know that it's like repetitive and talking about, you know, we're just going into these really deep investigative details of this box and this documents and all this stuff. But it's important. This is how you, this is not like, um, this is not like one of those cases where you just like DNA, fingerprints, security camera footage, wham, bam, you got a, you got a case that is foolproof and you can get a conviction on. Um, this is a case that where you need, you need those things, but you also, there's lots of circumstantial evidence. You need lots of witnesses and um, it's, it'd be difficult to prosecute this case. And really, this isn't what we want to get Biden on. I mean, not to rehash what we already discussed at the, when, in the first part of this report where we talked about how this actually helps Trump tremendously. And this is the best, this special counsel, her report, what he's concluded is the best thing that could have possibly come from him right now. Um, you can go back to part one in the first hour of that to get all of that explanation. But really, if we're thinking about what do we want Biden convicted of, let's say that our goal is to convict Biden on some crime. Of the crimes we think that Biden could possibly be guilty of is him taking his draft of the Afghanistan surge memo to Obama in 2009 and keeping a copy of it. Is that what we want to get him on? Like, imagine that. Like, imagine trying to go to a Democrat who voted for Biden and telling them, yeah, Biden doesn't deserve to be president. Because he kept a draft of a 2009 memo he wrote that contained classified information. I don't think that's what we want. What we want to get him on is bribery, foreign in, be, selling out the country, um, influencing Ukraine policy in exchange for loads of millions of millions of dollars to his family. Um, running a swampy 
um, racketeering enterprise with uh, multiple LLCs, um, using his son Hunter as a bagman and sending him around the world, um, possibly providing intelligence on um, U.S. policy and um, uh, in regards to energy and uh, using that to get swampy deals with CEFC. Um, there's all sorts of other things that are much more impactful. Um, they, you know, if you imagine that Democrat you want to go to and convince them, like, hey, you know, this guy Biden is really bad, and we were right about him. Not that that is the whole motivation, but, like, I think, you're, I think if you, your imaginary Democrat friend believes there are swampy, corrupt politicians out there, that they think it's Trump. <laughs> so uh we want to we want to find some like real sensational criminality here and, and maybe that's wrong of us but um we believe it exists we have good reason and good evidence to believe that there's some uh real swampy crimes going on with the bidens keeping a draft of a 2009 memo is not one of the swampy crimes Chapter 8, Mr. Biden's first book, Promises to Keep, and the Classified Senate Documents in the Delaware Garage. The Afghanistan documents were not the only marked classified documents in Mr. Biden's garage. FBI agents also found boxes containing organized files related to several international trips Mr. Biden took as a young senator in the late 1970s. Like the 2009 debate over the troop surge in Afghanistan, Mr. Biden viewed these tr trips as seminal episodes in his public life. Indeed, in his 2007 memoir, Promises to Keep on Life and Politics, Mr. Biden described these trips as historic and formative experiences that prepared him for the presidency. This guy's ego is out of control. As explained below, some of the documents in these files were marked classified, though, because of the passage of time, we do not know whether Mr. Biden willfully retained the classified documents or consulted them when writing the book. You know, Biden thinks he's he's written all these books and memoirs about how all these episodes and all this experience he's had prepared him to be presidency. You'd think the presidency would be going a lot better for him. <laughs> there are all these all these experiences. <laughs> As explained below, some of the documents in these files were marked classified, though, because of the passage of time, we do not know. Oh, I read that. OK, part one. In 2023, the FBI found files related to the trips chronicled and promises to keep in Mr. Biden's Delaware garage. During the January 2023 search of Mr. Biden's Delaware garage, FBI agents recovered boxes labeled International Travel, 1973 to 1979, and Foreign Travel. Agents found these boxes in a storage closet in the same garage where they found the box containing the classified Afghanistan documents as shown below over there in that closet. Then there's the files right there. See, there's the, see, when you look at this garage, let me make sure I'm showing it to you, okay, yeah. You look at this garage, there's the garage doors, right? And on the in this picture, on the left in this picture are the garage doors. On the right is the entrance to the house, it appears. There's a closet over there where that red um, circle is, storage closet containing Senate documents. Okay, storage over there and storage right here. This is a door. This appears to be a door that goes into the house from the garage. 
So this box is right there in the open. And so is this one. Like people have been going in and out of this box and these boxes here. I wonder what was in this white box that is also open. It's not like this stuff was like if this box with the classified Afghanistan stuff was over here in the store, same storage area with the Senate stuff. You could say it was received when they moved and it was forgotten about. It was just, you know, some of the stuff, just stuff they had boxed up. Um, but it's out in the open on top. Like people were going in and out. There's the cabinets. I need some cabinets like this in my garage. Okay. Like the box containing the classified Afghanistan documents. These boxes contain files and documents related to Mr. Biden's foreign policy experience and expertise. Namely, organized files documenting his for office, his official foreign travel, including trips to the Soviet Union, West Germany, and Yugoslavia that he wrote about in his first book. The files contained handwritten notes, briefing materials, and travel itineraries related to the trips. Sorry, just checking a message from my wife. Part two, promises to keep. Y'all think I can read this and also text at the same time? <laughs> I might end up accidentally typing, typing something out about classified documents. <laughs> Let's go have dinner in the Delaware garage with the classified documents, honey. In 2000, okay, part two, promises to keep. In 2007, Mr. Biden published a memoir titled Promises to Keep on Life and Politics. As with his later book, Mr. Biden hired Zwanitzer as a ghostwriter. Written in anticipation of Mr. Biden's run for president in 2008, Promises to Keep covered his life and political career from his childhood through his final years in the Senate. In Promises to Keep, Mr. Biden discussed several international trips he took as a young senator in the late 1970s, including a congressional delegation to the Soviet Union where he met with the Soviet premier, a trip to West Germany where he met with the chancellor, and a trip to Yugoslavia where he represented the United States at the state funeral of a Yugoslavian leader. According to Zwanitzer, he and Mr. Biden included these anecdotes to show how then-Senator Biden gained experience in foreign policy and swampiness. Quote, not just learning by being a staff member, but by literally sitting across the table from other swamp creatures and uh, from like the Soviet Minister of the Foreign Affairs. During a recorded interview with Zwanitzer, Mr. Biden explained that during these international trips, he learned the importance of foreign policy experience and that, quote, it matters what kind of personal relationships and rapport you can establish with foreign leaders. How else are you going to enrich yourself? <laughs> uh, Mr. Biden said that when he later considered a presidential run, he, quote, was never worried whether I could sit across from Soviet President Leonid Brezhnev or sit across from British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher, who was a thousand times a better man than you are, Biden, or that I would sit there and be intimidated. Well, everybody should be intimidated by Thatcher pretty much, but God bless her. All right, promises to keep. Put these anecdotes in a similar context. In discussing his decision to run for president in 1988, 
For example, Mr. Biden wrote that despite his relative youth, he felt he measured up to the other candidates in part due to his foreign policy experience. I was just 42 years old. This is a quote. I was just 42 years old, but after a decade on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee and nearly that long on the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence, I knew the world and America's place in it in a way few politicians did. My education in foreign affairs wasn't just the time spent in committee hearings, but in traveling the world and meeting leaders and doing swampy deeds. Part three, foreign trips chronicled and promises to keep. Part A, Mr. Biden's 1979 trip to Yugoslavia. One of the trips Mr. Biden wrote about was his 1979 trip to Yugoslavia to represent the United States at the state funeral of a Yugoslavian political leader. Mr. Biden described the trip as, quote, a strange kind of awakening for me. He made the trip with Avril Harriman, one of America's most distinguished diplomats, who adopted Mr. Biden and served as his own personal tutor, end quote. During the trip, Mr. Biden and Harriman had a private meeting with longtime Yugoslavian president and World War II hero, Joseph Broz Tito. Mr. Biden called the meeting remarkable, an opportunity to be in the room with the last two living men who remembered the Yalta conference at the end of World War II. Part B, Mr. Biden's 1979 congressional delegation to the Soviet Union. Elsewhere in the book, Mr. Biden wrote that he observed the benefits of direct engagement with foreign leaders during a congressional delegation he led to the Soviet Union in 1979. The purpose of the trip was to discuss arms control and the SALT II Strategic Nuclear Arms Limitations Agreement. In Promises to Keep, Mr. Biden described how he, quote, gained the grudging respect of his Russian counterpart during a frank and sometimes tense face-to-face -face meeting with the Soviet premier, where Mr. Biden also met President Leonid Brezhnev. Mr. Biden also sought to put the trip in the larger context of his foreign policy, expertise, and political ambitions. As the 1988 presidential election approached, Mr. Biden explained, quote, it was becoming clear that the new Soviet leader, Mikhail Gorbachev, was looking for a partner to write the end to the Cold War. And there wasn't anybody lining up to run for the nomination. I thought, I thought would be a better partner. Okay, sorry, I'm getting my timing off on this. And there wasn't anybody lining up to run for the nomination I thought would be a better partner than me. Of course you would think that. Part four, the files related to the trips chronicled and promises to keep in Mr. Biden's Delaware garage contained marked classified documents. One of the boxes containing organized files about the trips Mr. Biden wrote about and promises to keep contained marked classified documents from the late 1970s. The box labeled, quote, International Travel 1973 to 1979 contained materials from Mr. Biden's trips to Asia and Europe, including trips to Yugoslavia and the Soviet Union. The box contained roughly a dozen marked classified documents that are currently classified at the secret level. For example, the International Travel 1973 and 1979 box contained files related to the congressional delegation that Mr. Biden led to the Soviet Union in 1979. Inside the files were more than a dozen folders devoted to aspects of the trip, including Mr. Biden's travel itinerary, handwritten notes, letters, and briefing material. In all likelihood, this stuff probably shouldn't still be classified. Um, honestly, but it is, so... 
The files also contain documents marked as classified. For example, a folder labeled Senator Biden stored several documents, including background information about Soviet officials. These documents were marked confidential and confidential no foreign, which means not releasable to foreign nationals. The intelligence community has determined that these documents are currently classified at the secret level. The box also contained a file related to Mr. Biden's 1979 trip to Yugoslavia. A note on the front page indicates that the file consisted of a reproduction of the content of Mr. Biden's Yugoslavia file. The file contained documents marked classified and confidential, as well as a memo marked secret. The intelligence community has determined that these documents are classified at the secret level. We were limited in our ability to investigate these documents because of the significant passage of time since their creation. Although we cannot prove that Mr. Biden retained these classified documents willfully or used them in writing promises to keep, he did write about the foreign trips that were the subject of the documents. And like the classified Afghanistan documents, the classified files in Mr. Biden's garage relating to the trips discussed in promises to keep were part of a larger set of materials in Mr. Biden's home chronicling his experiences and achievements, particularly in foreign policy. Chapter 9, Legal Standards I have more time. I hope you do too, because we can keep going. I'm out of coffee. I am out of coffee, so that's a concern. But got a little bit of water, and we will, we will persevere. Chapter 9, Legal Standards. Our investigation focused on the, quote, possible unauthorized removal and retention of classified documents or other records discovered at the Penn Biden Center, the University of Delaware, and Mr. Biden's personal residences. The criminal statutory provision that best fits the facts of our investigation is 18 U.S.C. 793E. That's one that Trump has been charged with, by the way and a section of the Espionage Act that proscribes unauthorized retention and disclosure of national defense information. The law governing that crime is discussed below in sections 1 and 2. We discuss the other criminal prohibitions and why they do not apply in section 3. So keep in mind that we're talking about the same, the same 18 U.S.C. 793 statute of the Espionage Act that Trump has been charged under. So as I'm reading this, guys... It might be useful to you to keep Trump's docs case in mind as well as this current, um, as well as Biden's uh, case, okay? Well, he doesn't have a case, but just keep the two situations in mind. Part one, unauthorized retention of national defense information. To prove unauthorized retention of national defense information under 18 U.S.C. 793E, the government must show, one, the defendant had unauthorized possession of a document, writing, or note. Two, the document, writing, or note related to the national defense. And three, the defendant willfully retained the document, writing, or note, and failed to deliver it to an employee or officer entitled to receive it. A. Unauthorized possession. The Espionage Act does not define unauthorized possession. But courts in recent decades have construed that language and a related phrase in the same statute, quote, entitled to receive, 
by referencing the executive order governing the handling of classified information in effect at the time of the conduct. As explained in Chapter 1, under that executive order, a private citizen's access to classified information is authorized only if he or she receives a favorable eligibility determination, signs an approved non-disclosure agreement, and has a need to know the information or obtains a formal waiver of that requirement. Classified information must also be kept in approved and secure storage containers. By implication, from the exception in, in, in Section 4.4 of the Executive Order, the restrictions on access to classified information in the order appear to govern a former uh, vice president, which Mr. Biden was between January 2017 and January 2021, under the executive order's provision, a former vice president or former president may receive a waiver of the need-to-know requirement, but only if a senior official of the agency that originated the classified information, quote, determines in writing that access is consistent with the interest of national security and, quote, takes appropriate steps to protect classified information from unauthorized disclosure or compromise, and ensures that the information is safeguarded in a manner consistent with this order. For all of the classified materials recovered during this investigation, after the Vice Presidency, Mr. Biden did not receive a written waiver of the need-to-know requirement, and no agency official made the findings required by the executive order. Therefore, Mr. Biden's possession of those materials in unsecured spaces in his home office after his Vice Presidency was unauthorized within the meaning of the Espionage Act. The White, House counsel's, um, the White House Counsel's Office and Mr. Biden's personal attorneys have argued to us that, despite these requirements, the Presidential Records Act authorizes a former president or vice president to keep classified materials in locations that are not approved for storage of classified information at home, as long as those materials are not defined as presidential records under the Act. You know, does that sound familiar? Sounds familiar to me. Council note that the Presidential Records Act excludes personal records, which can include diaries, from the government ownership and pre-existing White House guidance has interpreted the act to exclude rough meeting notes from its definition of records. Pointing to Mr. Reagan's treatment of his diaries, containing top-secret and sensitive compartmented information, as discussed in Chapter 10, Council contend that a former president or vice president may lawfully retain written national defense information, provided it is not a presidential record under the act, and that Mr. Biden's notebooks, like Mr. Reagan's diaries, are not presidential records. The approach that the, that the department and courts have taken in Espionage Act cases after passage of the Presidential Records Act cuts against this view. Courts and the department have determined whether possession of national defense information is authorized principally based on terms of the executive order. The order specifically addresses and is the primary source of law governing access to such information, in contrast with the Presidential Records Act, which mentions classified material in just one irrelevant provision. The executive order's restrictions on access to classified information also appear to apply to former presidents and vice presidents. We therefore decline to adopt the argument that compliance with the Presidential Records Act authorizes former presidents and vice presidents to retain national defense information in unsecured and unapproved locations. As explained in Chapters 10, 12, and 13, we do consider 
the historical practices of former presidents and vice presidents, including Mr. Reagan's treatment of his diaries, when, when evaluating whether Mr. Biden acted willfully and when weighing the factors set forth in the principles of federal prosecution. E. Related to the national defense. The Espionage Act, including Section 793E, is concerned with, quote, information relating to the national defense, which is distinct from but related to the term classified information. Classified information is defined by the executive order as information whose, quote, unauthorized disclosure could reasonably be expected to cause identifiable or describable damage to the national security. Information relating to the national defense, often referred to as national defense information, is not defined in the Espionage Act, and so its meaning has been construed by courts. As the Supreme Court held in the seminal case Gorin v. United States, national defense is a generic concept of broad connotations referring to military and naval establishments and the related activities of national preparedness. It includes all matters directly and reasonably connected with the defense of our nation against its enemies, end quote. Some footnotes here I want to look at. Okay, one of them says, additionally, the Presidential Records Act makes no mention of the relevant criminal statutes, and there is no conflict between the act and those criminal laws. Okay, and then comparing 18 U.S.C. with 18 U.S.C. 1924, which concerns classified information, Statutorily defined as information originated, owned, or possessed by the United States government concerning the national defense or foreign relations. Information, back to the report. Information relating to the national defense must be closely held and not lawfully made public or available to the general public. But the mere fact that similar but unofficial information is publicly available does not automatically remove information in closely held documents from the realm of national defense information. In determining whether information relates to the national defense under the Espionage Act, the fact that the information is classified is neither sufficient nor necessary, but it is highly probative evidence. C. Willfully retains. Finally, the government must prove that a defendant willfully retained the material and failed to deliver it to an officer or employee entitled to receive the information. The statute does not define who is entitled to receive the information. So again, courts have looked to the government rules concerning the handling of classified materials, primarily the executive order. Generally, those entitled to receive the information are people with the requisite security clearance and the need to know. Willfulness is a heightened mens rea, which is articulated by the Supreme Court in Bryan v. United States, requires proof, quote, that the defendant acted with knowledge that his conduct was unlawful. Under the Espionage Act, an act is willfully is willful when, quote, it is done voluntarily and intentionally and with the specific intent to do something that the law forbids. That is to say, with a bad purpose, either to disobey or to disregard the law, end quote. While willful requires proving an intent to disobey the law, courts have applied Brian's standard of simple willfulness to Section 793E, and rejected any need for the government to prove an intent to cause harm. Accordingly, to prove a violation of Section 793E, we would need to show that Mr. Biden knowingly retained national defense information and failed to deliver it to an appropriate government official, 
and that he knew his conduct, this conduct was unlawful. As discussed in more detail below, because of the interrelation between national defense information and classified information, when evaluating a potential Section 793E charge, the department considers whether the information the person possessed was classified and whether the person knew it was classified. Part 2. Unauthorized Disclosure of National Defense Information Section 793E also prohibits the willful communication, delivery, or transmission of national defense information to a person not entitled to receive it. The first two elements, unauthorized possession and relating to the national defense, are identical to those addressed above in Sections 1A and 1B. The element of willful disclosure to a person not entitled to receive is addressed below. A. Willfully communicates, delivers, or transmits to a person not entitled to receive. Just as with retention, disclosure under Section 793E requires that the defendant act willfully, that is, with the intent to do something the law forbids. A person is not entitled to receive national defense information if he or she lacks a need to know and an appropriate clearance as required by the executive order. For an oral disclosure of information, as opposed to the disclosure of a classified document, the government must also prove that, quote, the possessor has reason to believe the information could be used to the injury of the United States or to the advantage of any foreign nation. Accordingly, to establish that Mr. Biden's, Mr. Biden violated Section 793E when he read information from his notebooks to his ghostwriter, we would need to prove that he acted with an intent to violate the law and had reason to believe the information he disclosed could be used to harm the United States or benefit a foreign nation. Keep this in mind, guys, when you're thinking about Trump's docs case. Jack Smith has to prove that right there. In fact, I'll read it. In that way, I'll, let me let me just throw Trump's name in here. Accordingly, to establish that Mr. Trump violated Section 793E when he retained marked classified documents at Mar-a-Lago, we would need to prove that he acted with an intent to violate the law and had reason to believe the information that he held could be disclosed and could be used to harm the United States or benefit a foreign nation. Let's keep Trump's case in mind. Part 3. Other Criminal Provisions A. The Other Espionage Act Provisions The other provisions of the Espionage Act do not fit the facts of this case. Subsections A, B, and C of Section 93 are facially inapplicable because at no point did we find evidence that Mr. Biden intended or had reason to believe the information would be used to injure the United States or benefit a foreign nation, which is a requirement of those subsections. Same thing goes for Trump. Subsection D also does not apply because it requires a failure to deliver the materials on demand. I think that might be one of Trump's charges is D. Let me see. Let me look real quick. Um, the seal. Let me grab the indictment real quick. Wait, it was... Uh, let me just go into Pacer. In just a minute, let me kill the, the screen for just a moment so that I don't accidentally give away my login information. 
Okay. One thing I like about Pacer is that it lists all the pending counts right here. So we've got 18 US 18 USC 783F. F. Oh, there's it's F is for felony. Willful retention, 1793. Okay. It doesn't tell us right here what the subsection is, though. So the thing I like about Pacer actually didn't help me right there. Um, there's B. Okay. Withholding a document or record. There's B, C, B. Let me see in the indictment. Yeah. Control F. Supers. Ah! I want to hear that. Superseding. Superseding indictment to Donald Trump. Is it still restricted on here? It shouldn't be restricted. Let's see, what document entry, entry was that? Was it seven something? It was, let me control F it over here. Superseding. I shouldn't, it was 85. I should have just done it to begin with. One of these days I'll learn how to be a pro. There we go. So Trump is under 793E. Right there. Same as Biden. Same as the potential, the charge we just discussed in relation to Biden. 793E. Those are counts one through whatever. What did it say? Counts one through 32 in this case. Something like that. Seven ninety three e. So you really can read this as we're reading this. You can you really can think about Trump and the arguments that Jack Smith is going to have to make in order to get a conviction on Trump. Okay. Why? Okay. Among other reasons, section nine seven eighty three f does not fit because that subsection requires removal of national defense information from its proper place of custody. That is a difficult requirement to apply here because presidents invite. Excuse me. Because presidents and vice presidents are generally permitted to retain classified information at their residence while in office. Because Section 793F can only be violated when Mr. Biden had lawful possession, i.e. when he was vice president, any removal of classified information would have occurred while Mr. Biden was still vice president, when that conduct was not proscribed by the executive order issued. And pursuant to the president's authority to control national security information. It is at least arguable that as vice president, Mr. Biden could not have removed national defense information, quote, from its proper place of custody, as the statute requires, because his home and other locations were proper places of custody during this time in office. Yeah, just like with Trump, just like with Pence. In any case, Section 793F to apply to a sitting vice president, 
conduct in that context would raise significant separation of powers concerns. Where such concerns exist, the Supreme Court and Department of Justice have declined to interpret statutes as applying to the president or vice president absent clear statutory text. And they cite Franklin versus Massachusetts, constitutional separation of powers between presidents and Congress, um, Office of Legal Counsel. Yep. Okay. Part B, unauthorized removal of classified materials. Sorry, I had to check a message from my wife. All right. We also considered the applicability of 18 U.S.C. 1924, which criminalizes the unauthorized removal of classified material by an officer, employee, contractor, or consultant of the United States. In addition to concerns about the statute's five-year limitations period, the statute's text suggests that it should not apply to the conduct of a sitting president or vice president. First, the statute requires removal without authority. And when Mr. Biden was vice president, he was authorized to take and keep classified materials at his private residence. Because any act of removal must have occurred when Mr. Biden was vice president, it is, was arguably done with authority. Second, the statute does not explicitly apply to a president or vice president. And given the significant separation of powers concerns that would result from the statute's application to a sitting president or vice president, the express statement rule cautions against construing the statute to apply. Finally, because Section 1924 requires that a defendant, quote, knowingly removed classified information without authority and with the intent to retain it at an unauthorized location, a prosecution under this statute would face many of the same evidentiary hurdles discussed in Chapters 11 and 12. Removing, concealing, or destroying a government record. That's part, this is part C. Title 18 U.S.C. 2071 criminalizes, criminalizes removing, concealing, or destroying government records. While there is scant case law, most courts have addressed the statute's elements, have required proof that the, the gut, uh-oh, caffeine's running out. Most courts have addressed the statute's elements that have addressed the statute's elements, have required proof that the defendant deprived or attempted to deprive the government of its ability to use a given record. We found no evidence that the government was deprived of the use of any of the materials recovered during this investigation or that Mr. Biden acted with the intent to deprive the government of any record. In fact, no one in the government seems to have noticed that any classified materials were missing at any point from the time Mr. Biden left office on January 20th, 2017, until marked classified documents were found at the Penn Biden Center on November 2nd, 2022. It is therefore unlikely we could prove deprivation. Section 2071 also requires proof of willfulness, a heightened mens rea discussed above in sections 1C and 2A, and so even putting aside the issue of deprivation, any Section 2071 charge would fail for the same reasons discussed in Chapters 11 and 12. And now we arrive at Chapter 10, and I think that will be our stopping point for today. Chapter 10, Historical Background. Historically, former presidents and vice presidents treated all records as personal property. Yeah, let's, let's save that as our stopping point today. 
you guys are liking this, please hit the thumbs up on Rumble. Share some clips or share episodes with your friends. Follow me on social media. Go to my link tree in the description or either either my link tree or go to the description of the show. And uh, my support links, if you guys really, really like it and you want to support me doing this kind of work, then fill up my coffee cup on ko-fi.com. Get yourself some honey, Vincent Honey Farms. Get yourself some chili, salsa, sauces, and other seasonings at bootleg products, manly cans, great gifts for the manly man in your life. Then I have merch and there's Venmo. So really appreciate you guys support. You guys do support me and um, yeah, that's great. I can't believe that there's so many nerds out there who uh, enjoy listening to me read these documents and uh, listening to my musings about them. But I'm certainly thankful that you guys are out there and that you do. So, um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. And uh, thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Let me get the music queued up. And, um, yeah, let's rock. You guys have a blessed day. Be positive. Remember, we're not going to win every battle. We're going to win this war, though. Uh, one more thing. I might decide to do a different episode from the Her Report and catch us up on Trump's Docs case filings and Seth Rich, Boya case and Hunter Biden's case. I might. I haven't decided yet. I'm kind of toying with the idea of jumping off of this subject and doing an episode that's on those things and then going right back to the Her Report. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. So just FYI, the, the next episode may not be the Her Report. All right. God bless. See you later. Yeah.